Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Welcome to Power Tools to Success. Power Tools to Success is a show that helps you overcome obstacles and achieve your goals in life. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that's very relevant because there are many entrepreneurs that believe they have good ideas and they worry that their ideas might get stolen. So we're going to talk about patents, trademarks, and copyrights. I have with me Bomiga Zindugwana, who is a director of Dugwana Atenis. She is going to talk to us about copyrights, patents, and trademarks. What are they? Should you be worried about your idea or your invention getting stolen? We're going to talk about all of that today on Power Tools to Success. Bomigazi, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, thank you very much. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for coming through. So, um, let's talk about patents, copyright, and trademarks. You know, I don't even know what the difference is. Can you please explain that to us? Okay, um, when we talk intellectual property as a whole, right, that's a term that is described, um, that describes the application of one's mind that's used to develop something original or new. That could be an invention, that could be a new design or a logo, that could be um, a name, you know, that all falls under intellectual property. Then we have um, trademarks, we have copyrights, and then we have patents, right? So if we then have to make a distinction out of the three, which all fall under intellectual property, then one would describe um, a trademark as a symbol, you know, a word um, that is legally registered with CIPC and that is used to represent a specific company, maybe, or a specific brand, right? And then we look at copyright. Ne? Copyright, we're looking more in terms of like an idea, um, an invention. We're looking more at, um, say, maybe a book, you know, or an idea that's put down to paper. Then something like that, you would then copyright it, right? Meaning that someone else does not have the right to use it without first getting uh, prior approval from the owner of that copyright music as well, or any other invention that one um, creates. And if that becomes registered with CRPC, then that's exclusively for that person. And a patent is literally an exclusive right granted for an invention, which um, is a product uh, and something that a person does. So patents is literally that exclusive right that you have for whatever invention you've come up with. I hope that clarifies the differences. Yeah, I think it does. And I'm just thinking after what you've explained, it sounds to me like if mm-hmm. I've got a logo, I probably have a trademark. If I've got a book yes. or a song, I have Yes. Uh, something that needs you to copyright be that. If I've got this yes. beautiful machine that nobody else has done before that just does my hair in 30 seconds, I probably need a patent for it. Um, I would say then that kind of overlaps because um, 
you know, a, a, a patent for it uh, would, 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 would suffice, right? But also, that is an invention that needs to be copyrighted as well. If you don't want other people oh. going to reproduce what you have, uh, and if they do reproduce something similar to that, and you've got the exclusive right to it, then they would always have to come to you first before they can do whatever. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, I understand very well now, and I think anybody that that is listening understand. So, so I usually get a question from a lot of entrepreneurs, and they say usually it goes like, "I've got this idea," and sometimes it's 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 abstract. Um, occasionally, it's almost like somebody has got something that is physical and tangible that they have. So it usually goes like, I've got this idea and I want to speak to investors about it and other people, but I'm afraid they're going to steal this idea. And that's abstract. And somebody else says, I've got this little machine and I'm trying to, I don't know, generate electricity or have this, you know, creative remote control that's going to do wonders. And I want to take it out and get investors and talk to other people about it, but I'm afraid um, it will get stolen. So that feeling that entrepreneurs get and, and the worry about their ideas being stolen, is that real? Um, I mean, should they be worried? And, and, and at which stage should they start being worried about it? Should you worry at an idea stage or should you worry when you've got a piece of paper? I mean, can you just explain around that concern for entrepreneurs, maybe? Um, well, I would say literally if you've got an idea, um, you have to start worrying then because um, if you're going to say people are stealing your idea or people you're worrying that your idea might be stolen and it's still just an idea, there's no proof that this is something original, this is something you came up with. Um, I mean, a lot of people could think similar things. Né? So if you are an entrepreneur with a certain idea in mind, it's best to start right at that point when you're still developing your idea to copyright it or to apply for the process of having that idea copyrighted, right? Um, because the process doesn't happen overnight. Um, so you would have to start literally at that beginning stage where it's not really a, a fully fledged idea. You're still developing it. You document your idea. You make the application to CIPC for that idea to be copyrighted. And obviously, if um, you're going to be pitching it maybe to investors and to uh, potential sponsors, then you would sort of have to like, um, you know, make them sign non-disclosure agreements. Um, those could work, but not um, the same way as when you've got something that's already protected and that is already registered. So um, I think then entrepreneurs who have ideas, they will have to really start worrying about such right at conception stage make sure that they start the process because then at least by the time that the idea gets out there it's already uh, almost registered with cipc as well so is the process um, to register with the cipc the same for patents copyrights and trademarks yes with all of these um 
you first have to check at CIPC if whatever you want to register hasn't already been registered. Um, pay the necessary fees and then submit your work. If those tests that check whether uh, whatever symbol or idea, whatever you have that you want to register there has not already been done or is not similar to something that's already there. If that comes back as like, okay, this is um, not done before, it is original, it is authentic, you know, then at least, um, although there's usually like a lot of backlog uh, at CIPC when it comes to these kind of registrations, then your idea is approved and submitted. Then if you start pitching it, you can go back to when it was submitted and uh, prove that, you know what, this was my idea. It was approved on such a date. So, you know, it gets easier to track with all the people that you then maybe submitted to or pitch it to. But the, the process is almost the same because you have to register this at CIPC and uh, you fill out, um, you know, the application forms. The fees might vary, maybe, but uh, the process is quite similar. Yeah, and, you know, I think my view of it could be wrong, but I think I have heard that it can be very complicated. Like, for instance, if you wanted to have, like, you know, a drink, a special drink, and you have certain ingredients, so when you when you register for that at the CIPC, it's almost like you have to say what is distinct, uh, what is distinct about that drink. Say maybe if you're mixing coffee with beans and then you're adding mango, but you also have this special ingredient that you add there, then you you have to say what is it that is specific that you are actually patenting or copywriting or tra trademarking, whichever whichever term is, is, is correct. Is it that complicated based on your experience? Um, well, based on the experience that I've had, I've never really dealt with somebody that's maybe registering something um, like, you know, a drink or whatever in that sort. Basically just ideas and marks. So when I spoke of the um, test that is run where they check if there isn't anything similar on the market to what you want to uh, to register as well. That's where they check for that. What is that distinguishing factor about your brand or your mark or whatever it is that you're coming with that is not, not, that is not already on the market. So... I wouldn't say you're far off um, when it comes to drinks. Obviously, you can't go say you develop, you, you're coming with an aura, so it's already there. You would have to then specify as well, what is it about yours that is distinct, you know, that can then be copyrighted by somebody else or done by someone else. Do you understand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. So there, um, there has to be that distinguishing factor about it. Is it expensive, Bomigas? Is it is it I an expensive it process? Um, it depends, right? Because when you submit the applications and whatnot, one would then charge for the time, you know, they take into making sure that everything is, is compliant, filling out those forms, making sure that whatever questions come up and whatnot. Um, but on an attorney's side, it's not really, um, you know, it's not a difficult process right it's just that it's technical so one would then charge for the technicality involved and making sure that everything goes smoothly 
and it's but, just my uh, view. Yeah, it would depend on the attorney's tariff. Yeah, and I could be wrong because I beg your I'm, pardon. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying I could be wrong on 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 what I'm about to say now, and it's just my view because I'm not technical on this issue. But the way I just see it, what's like, your view? My view is just that the way yeah. I just see see it, trademarks, right? The way I understood you, trademarks, mm-hmm. um, and and copyrights, um, can be easier, especially for if for things like writing a book or maybe music, you know, because then you've got this thing and you just send it. But patents, it sounds to me like they can be complicated because, and I'm just saying, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a show I watched on Netflix about the, the, the invention of television. And I think the guy that invented television had like almost a thousand patents just for that invention. And his competitors had to wait until the patents expired um, after he died before they could actually use his technology to actually produce television and, 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 and commercialize it. Uh, it does sound to me like um, pay, patenting something that is engineered, that is more technical, that is almost technology-like in nature, will be more complicated maybe than just having a trademark for a logo or copywriting your music. Am I correct in that thinking or am I wrong in that thinking? Well, um, I'm not going to say that you are wrong, right? Um, A trademark, which is like basically a symbol or like music, whatever, you know, the, the process is the same, right? It's just that what goes into it or what would be checked for with each specific patent or whatever, right, that person, because if you've got a patent, that's, a, that's an exclusive right to that specific thing. Do you get me? Yeah, I do. So in order for other people to be able to use your exclusive right to whatever you have, whatever you have protected or whatever exclusive right you have, they do have to get your permission, which would make sense if a person, you can't do certain things until that expires. And so it doesn't change the process, right? It it doesn't change the, the, the fees that should be involved in that, right? Um, It might change. It could affect, you know, how long that is, that, 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 uh, patent runs for but the process when we're just talking the process it shouldn't change um the process that needs to be followed in making sure that something is patented yeah and uh, do you always need an attorney to actually um register a trademark or copyright or patent would can an entrepreneur do that on their own an entrepreneur can definitely do it on their own because they would go onto the website um, at CIPC and just follow the guidelines that are there to do a copyright and to, um, you know, or register a trademark. Um, it's not a complex, it's not that complex, right? But the patent part of it, um, where then there's certain interpretations uh, that would need to be done, you know, with regards to that specific thing, then you would need an attorney to kind of explain certain terms and, 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 and yeah. But uh, copyrights and trademarks, no, you can definitely do that on your own uh, with CIPC. Okay, thanks. I mean, 
Yeah, and I just want to ask, and it's very clear from what we've discussed um, to me that most people that are worried about their ideas being stolen, perhaps they shouldn't. And the process sounds easy from what you've explained. I mean, they just go to the CIPC website and they register. So what I want to ask you now is based on, on your experience, is are, are these issues that you encounter, I mean, or that people encounter having their ideas stolen? Is it a significant thing that really affects many um, lives of entrepreneurs? Um, are people really having their ideas stolen or you're not seeing that? Um, I, I just want to validate, you know, and see if this is real or not, because entrepreneurs worry about it a lot based on your experience. Is it an issue that somebody needs to worry about um, a lot? Is it happening a lot? Do you get a lot of cases where people have had their ideas stolen and they have to now take other businesses to court? Um, no, I I haven't come across such at this point in my career. Again, that's because I'm fairly still, um, you know, quite new in the profession, you know. Um, I don't get such cases where it's actually happened. I will get people who are just worried that it would happen and they want to prevent that from happening because they understand, you know, that the people they might be preaching to have, you know, higher powers, more money to implement the idea and just kind of like sideline them. So the people that come to the office, the people who are still trying to make sure that, um, you know, when they do pitch the idea, they are safe. Um, but then again, that's because I'm still, you know, we haven't been practicing that long. So maybe um, as, as we grow, we might come across certain things like that. But just based on my personal experience, I haven't had somebody come to the office and be like, they have taken my idea. And now I want to prove that it was my idea from the beginning, you know? Yeah. And honestly speaking, um, guys, you know, on, from my point of view, there's only one industry that needs to worry about that. I think, <laughs> I think it's the entertainment <laughs> industry. <laughs> I think it's yes. the entertainment industry because you always they get do. this fake DVDs and fake CDs and yeah. they're being sold and Definitely. they are just thrown in, you know, on the floor in, in areas and taxi rank and they're just getting sold. Yes, everywhere that is the only industry that I think needs to worry about it. But I've never, ever seen um, a person saying, you know, I've had such a brilliant business proposal and they just stole it or they just stole my machine that I've made. I've actually never, ever, ever, ever seen it. Although I think in bigger businesses, maybe it happens a bit, you know, like your Samsung and Apple, they're always taking each other to court. But that is a different stage, I mean, than a, a studying entrepreneur. So maybe, maybe... Maybe it's not something to worry about. Maybe people should just focus on their craft and, and work harder in what they want to do and not worry about that, maybe. Just say. Um, you know, I, I, I want to agree with you there because, you know, the entertainment industry, they mostly affected by the copyright. They're the ones that, you know, they affected the most. But other industries, it's not as, you know, it's not as bad, you know. Um, but nonetheless, it doesn't mean that people shouldn't, you know, have that at the back of their mind because it happens. 
um, the mere fact that they're worrying about it, they've witnessed it or heard about it, and they still do need to try and protect whatever um, they have, whatever invention, whatever logo, whatever brand it is that they're trying to build so that they don't find themselves in a situation where they now have to go to court to litigate on that. Um, but yeah, day-to-day -day life, you know, you hardly come across someone who says, well, they, they've stolen my idea, now they're implementing it. It's only in the entertainment industry where you get allegations like that. But again, then, um, you know, your bigger firms would most probably have departments or people um, that come with such legal problems. I know when I, I wrote my book, I remember I had the, I had a book, I had my book written and I needed an, somebody to edit the book. And I was worried, oh, what if this book now mm -hmm. gets stolen? So I started speaking to other authors and people in the industry. And, and you know, nearly 100% nearly of the people said, look, no one will steal your book because you're right with your voice. And when people are reading it, it just doesn't happen that somebody just wants to take that and print it and steal it because writing is something that comes from your heart. So I was sort of worried about it and I sent out the book and it was edited and it came back. But I began to see that actually it's impossible to steal somebody's book because they write with their own voice. And I think with many entrepreneurs, that kind of happens. You're thinking, you don't want to talk to anybody. You've got this brilliant idea, but you're thinking um, somebody else will steal it. And investors are not interested in stealing ideas. They just want, they are just interested in making money. So if your idea is going to make money, they most likely will invest on, on your business. So, Bomi guys, I just want to ask almost what's like a final question. Almost, not quite, because... I might ask you another question after, you know, asking you the, this one. Now, where does somebody go if, yes, I understand you go to the CIPC and you register to protect your idea, but you might need to work with someone. You might need an, um, an attorney uh, and you might need to just have somebody that you work with. How can somebody you know, find the right person to work with, especially considering that, you know, most entrepreneurs don't have enough money, yes, and they're just starting out and they might want just a simpler way of getting certain things done and they don't have big budgets like, you know, big organizations. What what advice would you give to, to entrepreneurs that are starting out in terms of finding somebody to, you know, to work with when you're trying to register your idea? I would say that, you know, getting legal advice with regards to that will always be, you know, it always gives you the upper hand, whether you decide then you will go at it alone or with the assistance of an attorney, then obviously that's still like a personal um, choice and decision that you still have. But um, uh, to answer that, I think then um, find an attorney uh, that you can work with or um yeah i think finding oh, you can just say they must just with. call you right you can have just say i'm the best in Facebook or give me a call <laughs> yeah okay i don't want to say that exactly but you can like call or google by the attorneys you know give us a call see what we could do for them 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's a difficult say. question. <laughs> you go to Google. You know, it happens to to so many of us. And I think, I mean, I'm also one of the people that do many things, you know, just starting out. There are so many things that I'm doing. Sometimes it's just a, a farming business and I'm looking for somebody that can help me out, pump water from a borehole and help me with a solar system so that I, I have... I, I have energy and, you know, without using electricity, sometimes mm. it's my speaking business and I just need somebody to can change my video background. And, and there are those people that you just give them a call and they like, you know, before they even tell you, they're like, my they rate is 5,000 rand an hour. <laughs> like my rate is 5,000 <laughs> rand an hour. And you, they haven't even listened to what you, 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 you want help with. You know what I mean? So I think, um, yeah, be, but beyond that's calling the nature you, of business. That's the nature of business, right? But I think beyond just calling you, <laughs> what I can also advise entrepreneurs to do is to speak, you know, just talk to people that can talk to you and listen to you. And if you've got rapport with them and they seem like they're interested in helping you, most likely they're going to help you because I found that that is a better filter than now, people that just give you their rate up front, not, not to say that people shouldn't charge for their work, but I, I just think yeah. <laughs> it's better to work with people who care, you know, because they explain to you and you learn in the process. These things can get technical and yeah, mm-hmm. man, maybe they can. And again, people that have walked the walk as well, people that have done what you want to do, um, they have firsthand experience, you know, in, in whatever you're trying to accomplish. So if you know of people who have either registered a trademark, those would also be one of the best people to speak to for free, you know, because they they know what technicalities they came across. They know what. So you when you're going to speak to a professional, maybe you already have an idea of sort of what to ask and just see if they'll be able to assist you avoid the same issues that the person you spoke to had. Yeah. Thank you so much for me guys for coming through. Um, any final words before you leave? Any final well, you words? You can contact me on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, man. There's so much available. Uh, there's so much information available um, on the internet about almost everything, right? Yeah. We're living in a time where. The information is out there. So let us read, let us research. Um, if finances are an issue, honestly, there is always, you know, the internet. There is always um, an outlet where you can go and research on what it is that you want to do and what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, just before you go and approach an attorney to come on board because attorneys are bad yo my hourly rate is this you know um but yeah there's so much information on the net that one can read and go through and understand if what they want just understand the basics of what it is that they're trying to do first yeah and i mean you've also said they can talk to other people and i think that's valuable advice Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming through, Bomigase. Uh, Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you've had it right here on Power Tools to Success. Remain inspired. Move all mountains and obstacles that stand in the way of your success. 
Do not dare give up on yourself and your dreams. Thank you for joining us. To consult, reach us, or subscribe to our newsletter, please visit www.philiprampisa.com.